We've been studying on the story of our great redemption. We've been looking at the innocent giving his life, which was Jesus, of course, giving his life for guilty humanity and paying the price to set us free. And you really need to go back and listen to the previous ones to get a clear understanding of what we're studying. Now, we'll quote over and over again, Acts 2.27, where Peter is preaching on the day of Pentecost and he talks about Jesus and says, Because you will not leave my soul in Hades. Because the soul of Jesus, you know, his spirit and soul, went into Hades for us. And he suffered there for three days and nights. And we've been discussing this. That's what Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. And he also went on to say, and quote the rest of that scripture, nor will you give your Holy One to see corruption. And that, of course, talks about the physical resurrection of the body of Jesus. The same exact Greek word, Hades, that is used here in Acts 2.27 that speaks about Jesus' soul not being left in Hades, is exactly the same word that's used for hell, the hell of flames and torments that the wicked rich man was taken to in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 24. That's where Jesus was suffering for three days and nights for us until God the Father brought him up out of there. And the soul of Jesus was released from the torturous pains of the realm of the dead. Let me go over this again. Jesus went into hell in our place because he suffered for us what we would have had to suffer. Every human being was guilty of death and hell, and Jesus bore both so that we could be set free from them. Now notice what the scripture says happened to Jesus in his death. We started yesterday by telling you Jesus became the curse for us. Galatians 3.13. He bore the entire brunt of the curse to the extent that he no longer even looked like a human being as he hung on that cross. One translation of Isaiah 52 and verse 14 says that he was disfigured and no longer resembled a man. Jesus became a monster on that cross for us as he took our pains and sin and curse. That's why I've told you and I've said for years that no movie ever made has even come close to portraying the horrors of what really happened to Jesus at the cross and as he went into hell and suffered for us in Hades. The second thing that the scripture talks about is that Jesus became sin with our sin. He didn't just carry the heavy load of the sin of the world. Now religion and tradition can only see that far. But God went much further. 2 Corinthians 5.21 He who knew no sin was made to be sin with our sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in him. And that confirms that it was much more than only a carrying of the burden of sin as religionists try to whitewash it all. Isaiah 53, literally, in verse 6, says, Jehovah made to meet in him the iniquity of all of us. Jesus not only bore sin on him as a great burden, but he received it in himself. Now that's the clear teaching 
of the word of God. And because of this, he was separated from his father when he died and cried, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Well, he became the curse. He became our, our substitute by taking on himself and in himself our sin and transgression. Furthermore, the scripture says that Jesus became the serpent on the pole. Now, a lot of people don't know that. And uh, most people have never heard that, which is odd to me. And I'll tell you why in a minute. John chapter 3 and verse 14. Look it up. John 3, 14. That says that just like Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness... Jesus said, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. He was going to be lifted up the same way as that serpent was lifted up. Now, the serpent is the representation of Satan. Do you remember that it was the serpent in Eden and that it is the devil that is called the old serpent? Look it up, Revelations 12, 9 and Revelations 20 and verse 2. I think I said revelations, plural, but it's actually Revelation 12, 9 and Revelation 22. Now, uh, 20, chapter 20, verse 2. When Jesus' spirit was separated from the Father God, and he was made to be sin with our sin, he became as sin and death-ridden as the serpent. The nature of the devil flooded his spirit his soul, and his body. Now, I didn't say that. Jesus said that himself long before I ever said it. And he taught it right before the great John 3.16 scripture. Now, everybody knows John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everybody knows that. But few have ever heard John 3, 14, just two verses above it. This verse is just as real and true as John 3, 16. Why did Jesus use a serpent on a pole as a type of his sacrifice? Why did he not rather use a lamb? Does not the scripture call him the lamb of God? Why would Jesus use such a type and shadow talking about his sacrifice? Well, he understood what was going to happen. Why did God command Moses to put the brazen serpent on the pole so that all that looked on it were healed from the plague? In Numbers 21 and verse 9, it's when we see what Jesus did and what he bore for us that we will walk out to freedom. Everything he suffered for us was to make us free. The deeper you get into this message, the greater one's freedom from any part of the curse or death. Since Jesus bore it all, thank God I never have to bear any of it. And that's what this message is all about. Jesus became everything in his death that we were without God so that now we can become everything that he is now at the right hand of the Father. Now, now I don't know if that thrills you or not, but that's a thrilling, uh, very joyous thought to have in your heart. 
to know what Jesus did for me was to raise me up together with him and to make me sit together with him in heavenly places. Glory to God. Well, we'll continue this on the next study.